Dog, how's it? I'm good on you, man. I can't complain, man. Wait, we're taking it from here, champ. Okay, okay. Let's go. <laughs> Away, everybody. Um, welcome to the um, welcome to on call with Danny Lim, man. Super excited about this episode, man. Um, this is a show where I interview influencers, game changers, people who are keeping their dreams alive. Um, so, man, I'm super, super duper excited about this episode too because um, we're gonna be digging in, bro. We're gonna be digging in, and we're gonna take this conversation and we're gonna take it super far. Right now, I have Emilio. I'm saying it right now. Yeah, Emilio Fatron. Yeah. <laughs> I wear my guy. Um, man, tell the people who you are in a nutshell, and then we're taking it from there, champ. Okay, okay, that's cool. Uh, good evening, everybody. You know, good evening to the people in South Africa. Good morning, good afternoon to everybody all around the world. Yes, sir. My name is Emilio Tito Makaiguana, and I was born in Kimberley in the Northern Cape, a.k.a. the Global Diamond Capital City. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was raised in Kimberley. I was born in Kimberley, raised for some time in Kimberley, grew up for some time in Pretoria, firstborn of my mother. Uh, my mom and dad got separated 20 years back. And because of that separation, that's how I actually got introduced to hip-hop and writing because that's how I found a way to escape from the fact that, you know, things I want to change in my life and they actually did change. There was yes. no more happiness. It was a strict, it was a, you know, a swift transition from being a boy who was a dog to becoming a man who just had to take it in. So what you say that um, taking from that situation was like, a therapy, like you took it as like this is gonna be my therapy. Like I'm writing this, and it helps me. Um, it helps me unveil everything, the emotions and all of that. Was it like therapy to you? Yeah, because like in a way, uh, the people or the music I was listening to at the time was like communicating with me, and then me writing raps and poetry was like communicating back. You understand? Yes, sir. Um, he spoke a language of expression. You understand? And in a way, I communicated back in my own language. But we understood, like, it was like a universal interchange communication type of thing where it's like I heard something and I was to set it out. Maybe it's not going to reach the one who I heard it from, but it's going to reach the person who's going to hear it from me. Mm, I hear you, man. And, um, was it a challenge for you to to write your raps only in English, or like are you mixing them up right now in um like in Vanek as well, or are you comfortable with one language? Like for the people who does not know your music yet, um, can you please yeah. like share with us what kind of music um should they expect while they are listen like when they decide to go and um listen to your songs? Okay. Um, okay, let me put it this way. At that time, you know, when we were when the culture was being introduced to us, I mean I started listening to hip hop way back in the nineties as a kid because travelling to school, uh, at what's it four primary, we would be in what do you call this, the, the transport of like all these kids that 
are yeah. today. And then hip-hop would be played, you understand? And we know each and every song, lyric by lyric. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. And we all understood it differently, you understand? But because of that, I excelled at school with literature because I could read much more fluently than the other students at the time. You see? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It became comfortable for me because at the time it was like the end thing. I mean, this is way back. And then I started rapping around 2003. Got you. you know, so speaking English at that time was like, yo, you know, you, you're snobbish or something. But <laughs> it was not like that. It, 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 it just made you okay, like, we're not highly feeling than the rest. So ever since, I just got comfortable with it. But uh, going back to my high school days, though, I met a teacher there, Ms. Young. She just substituted for about three to four months. But during her classes, like her literature classes, she actually explored my, she actually opened my vision to how much more I could explore into writing. You know, mm. like actually start painting pictures. You know, and that's when I started feeling like, you know, how do I translate my emotions and put them on pen and paper? Because I had been through so many situations, such as the divorce, there was an inferno where we lived at, at Cougar Park in Pretoria. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, this, it was a stressful situation. And ever since then, man, like, this English was just a medium, the medium. When whoever I spoke to at that time in my life was English, English, English. Things just started changing when I relocated back to Kimberley. Oh, got you, man. And... For now, can I ask, how are you, when you write your songs right now, are you, are you insecure about how people are going to take it? Do you think a lot about how people are going to react to you, to it? Or do you just write it and you let it all out there? How, what's, what, like, what's the mindset at that time while you are writing your songs? Are you holding back some emotions? Or are you letting everything out on your pen and paper or your notepad? To be honest, uh, I have been holding back, I'll be honest, you know. Yes, sir. Up until up until this project that I've been, that I've been currently working on. Um, but on EP, I mean, instead of just holding back my emotions, I at least painted vivid pictures of happening in society with my correct war. You yeah. understand? Yes, sir. Yeah, people are dying and mothers are certainly crying. And this is happening since way before our time. It's like, it's a never-ending cycle, and it's because we don't want to speak about it. We just want to blame. Mm. Yeah. So... I, I feel like I've been holding that back, but I've just been making, shedding light about what's happening in society. I have tracks like 6907, 703 on Jake Love, and yes. Matika. Yes, sir. Matika is actually self-introspection all in all, and I have something like that again on my new project. So I just feel like, you know, I, 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 I'm busy building my own market or my own fan base clientele of people who appreciate me so that when I do give them all of me, 
mm. who I am, my mistakes, my flaws, my imperfections, my scars, you know, my tears. When I do give them that, they can actually appreciate it more because they know where it comes from. They've been there, there too. I mean, they've been following me, so it means that I've been speaking the same struggle for some time. As a as a hip hop artist, are you only doing rapping, or is there other stuff that you are touching base on? Um, I actually completed a course, a quick course on uh, TV and film production. Yes, sir. And I'm trying to pursue that sometime later on in my uh, entertainment career. But right now, I'm actually just focusing on. On, on, on rap music, I mean music as a whole, and also trying to get my, also get our art organization, Panzulu Media Foundation, off the ground so that we can actually develop other artists who are also coming up, you know, sharing light of what we know and what we have learned so far that we actually now want to implement ourselves for ourselves. You know, it might not work for us, it might work for them, it might not work for them, but it might work for us. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's all about the skills transfer and building up the capacity for us to get to that uh, level of exposure nationally and internationally, you know. Because we also want to make a, a, a footprint on the continent as well. That's something we're not excluding. So with yeah. this foundation, we're just hoping that, you know, Slowly but surely, we can find a way to bring these mobile stations all over the Northern Cape, especially where artists and creators can actually access equipment and resources in order for them to at least get a foothold into getting closer to their dreams. I see a lot of um, Kimberley artists, like when it comes to teamwork. They are very big on that. So, yeah. like, I've I've interviewed um a couple of like artists, like rappers, and I've seen like they have like, when it comes to teamwork, they are very big on it. So, yeah. Yeah. my question comes, I'm deriving my questions from teamwork, right? So, yeah. when you say giving opportunities to other artists, and I see what Busy B is doing, right? I see what like um record label owners are doing, right? Now, when you have not made it, like, you you have little, like, you have a few to keep you going. At the same time, you feel like you want to help the next person. Yes. Can you please, like, I just want, like, because I know, I know where you're coming from when you say that, um, you know, I want to help this artist. Because I know you are pushing, I know you are releasing your songs. Like, what's the mindset like when you feel like, yo, um, I know I haven't, made it i haven't blown up yet but i feel like i want to help this next person and you say that you want to get your company off the ground so yeah. how 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 does one build a team how does one get to that point like can you talk can you like just share with us your experiences on how you how can one build a team okay um honestly to build a good team a solid relationship needs to be there, you know. I know people say that you cannot make business with pleasure and so forth and so forth, but I mean, there needs to be a relationship, especially when it comes to 
good side of the industry. I mean, when it comes to working with artists, I know that most of them can't even afford studio time, first and foremost, and I have resources to record. Mm. You understand? I yes, feel like a few whom I feel, you know, whom I feel, you know, not deserving, but I feel that are hungrier, but less resource. Those I can offer them an opportunity to come work in my studio. Bear in mind also that I have to consider the safety of my equipment. Right, and you, also, uh. yeah, and also the skills transfer as well because most of them have quality phones but do not have the knowledge on how to use those yes, phones yes. to put together a, a decent production. I do not have a quality phone or anything like that. But right now, with this pandemic going on, I'm actually working on something small that you know just. Something that I can give to my people who can follow me with the one man show that, that the campaign is not great. Mm. You know? So I'm trying to, I'm, I'm working on this to put it online. And it's looking really good. But now, what about the guy who has a P40 or an iPhone? But yeah. He cannot produce that quality because he doesn't have the know how. So that skill transfer also is also important because it builds these resources. In terms of skills, in, in terms of skills, he becomes better at this. He sees what I see or what the general industry sees because that's what we went to go learn. You understand? Yeah. So I can give it back to him without him paying a cent. Oh, that's deep, bro. I, 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 I really respect that, and um, which brings me to the question, um. Has this COVID nineteen affected your 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 music career in any way? And if yes, how are you overcoming it, or have you oh like did you overcome it? Okay. Um. Well, we have we've had a situation where we we did an interview the week before the lockdown and. We've been going back and forth with the journalist, going back and forth with the journalist. And it ended up being published. The journalist was not like at the office at the time. Mm. So she could actually, you know, communicate with us and let us know that, you know, um, hi, Emilio, we were on Daily Sun uh, during the week of the 23rd to the 27th on this specific date, page, what, what. She couldn't do that. So. There was an issue, and then we had a few radio interviews that were scheduled whilst I was still in South Bay. Yes, sir. Yeah, and everything just had to be postponed, some just had to be cancelled, because still, a guy is just building his bio, you understand, to be that guy you, you postponed, but you, you need to get him back. You know? <laughs> that, Shoot, that, man. That, as much as I want that, you you know, I, I I I want to succeed so badly because I want to leave the gate open. Ah, oh. <laughs> the hungriness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I just want to leave the gate open. That's just the truth about it, man. I I because I I love where I'm from. You understand? I'd rather be here than anywhere else in the world, just to be honest. Yes, yes, definitely, man. And I'd like to see progress here. 
Um, as much as what's going on with the whole growth of all story, I just feel like, you know, there have been great who left here and never looked back. Mm. You understand? Yes, sir. And the last person whom we all believed, you know, he's going to keep getting in and he's going to leave the door open, ended up passing on. And that's the late, great Cusco. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it really hurts that we produce such diamonds, but it's like we, 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 we're not becoming sustainable up there. But then the truth is, when we do get up there, it's just us, you know, you, the individual. There's no one else from where you're from who you can hold on to his or her hand with that faith and trust her. This is my brother, this is my sister, and I can trust this person, you know, going forward. We're going to yes, protect sir. each other. So now it ends up whereby, you know, these guys, they leave, they never come back, and now they consider themselves as people from there and build the values of the society that side. Mm. And it pains me. That's what pains me. That's why I, I need to succeed, you know, even if it means that after going platinum with the first album and go broke trying to succeed doing that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've seen Zola do it. Uh, I saw. I grew up watching Zola 7 do it, and he it, did it for the whole country. Ah, man. And we and we remember his name even till this day. Like, we know Zola now. Yeah. <laughs> we know Zola now because of what, what, what he did, and dreams were achieved, you know. Some people ended up further than what we thought. The episode was producing for them, you know, but seeing the look on their faces after he came through and delivered, it, 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 it was certainly, you know, it was a beautiful image and it was the last time I actually remembered myself enjoying television. Yeah. It, it was when such content was on it. So I'm not saying that I would, I would put it on television, but like I'm saying, we need the capacity. We 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 need to 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 believe that you know what, even us in the Northern Cape, we can build our own industry of television channels and radio stations that will be commercial. Yes, sir. You released the song 100K. Is 100K yes. part of your album, Days Love, or is it like a separate single? It's a it's a separate single. It's going to be on my new project. Can you please um like. Talk to us um, about that single. What inspired you to write 100K? Because it's so provocative, man, you know. Because <laughs> I was on the internet and I was like, shoot, man, like 100K. I'm like, yo, this, like, like the title alone, um, it brings, it, it, it has so many meanings. You can derive so many things from it. But we can only get, like, the, the, the true meaning from that song from you, like, when you just... Uh, is about to give us, um, or if you feel like sharing with us what what inspires you to song uh, to write the song, um, then then we can know. Okay. Okay. Let me just put it this way. Um, you know, as artists, we all express ourselves differently. You understand? Yeah. There are those guys who make. Who, 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 who exhibit portraits that people think are hideous and some people feel like 
view which is beautiful. Again, 
you know. Yes, sir. Ultimately, obviously, I'd like to work with... Uh, I don't know if it will be possible, but I'd love to have a song with Mama Lekambule. Mm. Honestly, I, I do not know... Um, I do not know the artist, but... Um, is it is it somebody that 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 you looked up to? Is it somebody that you feel like yo I like the person's sound, or or what wh- what's that reason? Um, her music spoke to me. Understand? That was like a gentle mother's touch at mm. night, singing a lullaby. You know. Yes, sir. Because it was very encouraging, and it, it always reminded me, like, you know, even though at the time I did not realize, but it kept me there to remind me of who I am. So that's why I love her music, and I feel like, you know, if, if I could work with her, it would actually be an opportunity to pass on something to her great-grandkids and to my children going forward. You understand? Yes, it is something really, really, really beautiful, something that they can cherish, something that's what they, you know, in 20, 20, 188, when they go on Spotify and they be like, hey, Ghana is guy. You know, this place, and then they can actually hear me describe here and there, Hore, I was number five back in the day when I was talking up in it and all those. Hey, snap, man. Is there anything that you would like anybody to know about Emilio who does not know? Like, any, anything that you would like to let them know about you that they don't know? Um, no, 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 no. I think I, I do believe in most of my... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother is also a poet. Um, she recently discovered her gift back in 2016 when she was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and then she also found a way to you know express herself and her pain and then that's how she found she could actually you know the pain that she took that's how she felt like she could communicate with it back and it's been working for her and right now we're actually working on a project for her as well and she also wants to go sometime for Women's Month, but you know we're working. She's very excited about that as well, and I'm very excited for her as well because I don't know how it was for her growing up, looking at me aspiring to get to where I want to get to, but looking at what is going for her, mm. gives and joy to my to my life. Yeah. Man, that's so powerful. Um, cause right now I'm looking at it while I'm listening to you right now. I'm looking at 16 June and um, the importance of it. Is there anything that you would like to tell the South Africans about? Um, you know, 16 June is. Are you gonna do anything on 16 June, or are you just gonna like give anybody a message out there? Um, what would you leave us with, man? Okay, for 16 June, man, all I've got to say for 16 June, and I'd like to say to each and every young person out there that, you know, tomorrow is actually still hours. It's still hours. 
don't feel like the world has defeated you. You know what I'm saying? I know that I said give up, but I said give up for it to inspire you. You understand? Yes, sir. Yeah. I want everybody to know that tomorrow is still ours. We are still the future leaders. We are the great grandparents of tomorrow. And tomorrow, as we leave for these kids who are coming up looking at us, that could be something that we can be proud of. So tomorrow mm. is still ours. Young person, young man, young woman, especially to you, young man, tomorrow is still ours. It's still something that we can be proud of. Hey, my guy, that bars, man. <laughs> oh man, um, thank you so much for that, man. I really appreciate it. Um, anybody that you would like to shout out to? Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. So first and foremost, I'd like to give a huge shout out to my family. You know, the Tongela, the Makaiwana family. I love you guys. Thanks, you know massively supportive, you know. I'm finishing the food in the fridge, but when this happens, <laughs> I'll make sure all freezers are full, most definitely. And then I'd like to give a major, major, major shout out to Blomiti, Palisa Chavizi. I'd like to give a huge shout out to Steve King. I'd like to give a huge shout out to Tulefela Tisha. I'd like to give a huge shout out to King Moose. I'd like to give a huge shout-out to Lisanta Payani, Lilo Jones, my management company. I'd like to give a heavy, heavy, heavy shout-out to my younger brother, Tisbeal. My man, you got me this phone call with Daniele, and you've got me to places that I never thought I'll ever see. Actually, there are places where I've been to that I've never seen with the music <laughs> that you have created for me. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout-out, my younger brother. Real respect, man. Where can we find Emilio? Or like on social media platforms? Uh, well, you can make your life easier with Google Emilio Patron. Everything is there. Or, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. On TikTok, I'm on as Rema Teguana. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on Instagram as Emilio Patron 21. I'm on I'm on Facebook, my page is at Emilio Patron Z A and on Twitter it's at Emilio Patron and at Emilio underscore patron. You definitely find me. And I'm on SoundCloud as well. You just search Emilio Patron. And I'm gonna upload both of my old projects. Within this coming week, they will be no not within this coming week, but certainly within the first week of July they will be available on Spotify and all other major streaming platforms. Yes, sir. Super excited, yeah. man. Um, bro, are you satisfied? Are you good? Like, we we good? Man, we're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody who's listening to this is great and actually enjoys this conversation that we have. Yes, sir. I'm also, yes, sir. I almost certainly learned a lot. Thank you so much for, for, for being transparent. Thank you so much for your music, bro. Um, thank you so much for being you. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you so much for everybody who helped you. And thank you for helping people along the way. I really respect that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, bro. Shout out, man. But thank you, man. Thank you for creating this platform where people can actually know who we are. 
what it is we do and how we're trying to do it and why we're actually doing this. Because thanks to this platform, I thank you people like Blatty, people like Nino, people like Roderick are definitely going to be on levels because of a platform like this because you never know who's listening. Yes, sir. I really respect, man. Thank you so much, everybody. We have come to the end of the episode. Um, my guest right now is Emilio. Um, man, super excited. You guys got to go check out 100K as a single that he dropped um, from his uh, up-and-coming up project. Um, super excited, man. Um, yeah, man. I hope you guys learned a lot from this episode. It was really insightful and informative. Uh, yeah, man. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. I appreciate you so much. Shout out to you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you for calling me up, All respect, everybody. Oh, we have come to the end of the episode again, guys. And we will see you on the next episode of On Call with Daniele. Let's go. Peace.